0: And welcome to Interval, the Norwich Theatre Royal podcast. With a new episode releasing each month, this show will bring you exclusive news, views, interviews and behind the scenes content. We will have the latest information for shows and events at Norwich Theatre Royal, Norwich Playhouse and our learning and participation centre, Stage 2. If you're interested in the performing arts in Norfolk, then this is the podcast for you. In this month's episode, Lisa Goddard from A Woman of No Importance joins us for a special edition of Stages of My Life. Producer of The Lovely Bones and the upcoming blockbuster Judy, Lee Dean tells us about his exciting projects. And at Norwich Playhouse, Come Dance With Me presents a blend of dance and dark humour. We spoke to the director and co-author about the semi-biographical story. Classic Spring Theatre Company have been wowing audiences with their Oscar Wilde season. A Woman of No Importance heads out on tour with a stellar cast, including Roy Hudd, Isla Blair and Lisa Goddard. Conveniently, Lisa lives in Norfolk. So thanks to some local connections, we're delighted to present the next edition of Stages of My Life. Lisa, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Pleasure. And not too far of a journey for you today.
1: No, only 20 minutes.
0: (laughs) Okay, so are you ready for these questions? Yeah. So the first one, stage presence. Yeah. Who or what has been your greatest influence in the performing arts?
1: Number one, Alan Akebourne. Because working with him, working with a genius is most, most extraordinary thing. Especially on one of his new plays that nobody's done before. And I would say Coral Brown was a great influence when I worked with her. And Sonia Dresdell, uh, who played Lady Bracknell when I was 20, who was extraordinary performance. And Sean Phillips, people I worked with really when I was young, who were so lovely to me. Was a, you know new and young and keen and annoying probably.
0: And obviously, you were coming to us to do a lot of Oscar Wilde, a yeah. woman of no importance. Yeah. And you mentioned Lady Bracknell as, well, as yeah. well there. So, has that kind of been a thread through your career?
1: Yeah. So, when I started, uh, I was in Australia when I was young and I was in a thing called Skippy the Bush Kangaroo. And then came back to this country and was in a, a series which was very popular called Take Three Girls. And then went up to Perth to be. Uh, no, I went, sorry, I went to Bath to be in the Brislovic production of importance being earnest which was it was in bath because bristol of it was being done up and it was very prestigious and then we toured that it was my first big tour playing sicily and sonia dresdell was lady bracknell she was amazed she was ferocious as a person but she was absolutely amazing in the role so we did uh, we did importance being earnest and arms and the man double bill so we used to do a split week which was extraordinary and then 30 years later i played lady bracknell for bill kenright which was thrilling because again i had this memory and and then also lady Wintermere's fan i was in um about 1972 for the bbc a very famous director called rudolph cartier who was a very famous film director and in those days you had four weeks rehearsal 10 days in the studio it was all very relaxed and coral brown played mrs erlin and she was amazing coral brown sean phillips played my mother and um uh, all sorts of marvellous people in it, had a lovely time doing that. And then 30 years later again, I played Mrs Erlin and I had Coral Brown as a role model for playing that part. And then for Bill Kenwright, I was in Ideal Husband playing the wicked Mrs Cheeverly. That was about 18 years ago. So, this is the only one of the quartet that I haven't been in, so I'm very excited to be in this playing Lady. It'll be Hun Stanton, I'm sure, although we in Norfolk would say Hunston. I don't know whether I ought to change it when we're here.
0: <laughs> but if uh, there's anyone who knows their Oscar Wilde, it's probably you. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, haven't re- I don't know his first play, Patience, or oh, no, Prudence, whatever it's called, that he wrote for, that uh, was never done, so I don't know that one. And Salome, of course, I would never do that.
0: Okay, so the next question. All the world's a stage. I think this will be an interesting one for you. What has been your favourite place to perform?
1: Oh, there's so many. I have performed all over the world. Australia is very thrilling. But I think it has to be this country. And for me, the top is the Stephen Joseph Theatre in Scarborough, the Theatre in the Round. I think Theatre in the Round is the most marvellous and exciting uh, place to perform because you're obviously surrounded by people and you have to concentrate so intently so you don't see these people on the other hand they're all around you and I think every drama school should have a theatre in the round because you have to concentrate so completely all the time and always there's someone looking at your face there's also somebody looking at your back and it's just in a way it's very freeing because you don't have any doors or anything to crash. I'm very bad with doors. Uh, and it's uh, and of course working with the, the great master as well. So that is my favourite. On the other hand, when I'm on the road, there's lots of theatres I love. I love Bath, I love Malvern, I love Guildford, all the places we're going to, I love the, the Theatre Royal, Norwich, Cambridge. Thank you. So, you know, there it's the nice thing about touring is you are going to all these lovely theatres that you've been to before.
0: And is it is that right that we are the last venue for yeah. this current tour? So yeah. you're gonna be ending it back here where you now hail so that's that's really yeah, nice as well which
1: is very nice at the end so i can get home quickly because we are very <laughs> often, the main thing i very often finish in newcastle or sunderland yeah. or you know edinburgh or somewhere
0: <laughs> okay so the next question stage fright what's been the toughest moment of your career
1: it's very hard to say. Stage fright is not thing. We're all nervous before a first night. And, and, and then I don't know why, because after all, they're all friendly out there. They all want you to succeed. But you, it's, it's like going in front of the lions in the Coliseum. Uh, and sometimes, of course, usually through lack of concentration, you do forget what you're going to say. And you just hope that the, your fellow actors will make up something. I've done it myself many a time. Uh, and then get you back on the track again. Uh, no, I can't really think of anything in answer to that question. I'd have to give it a thought.
0: I mean, that's good though, if there's not been any moments, it's just, you know, well, there's been plain, loads, plain of sailing. Li- <laughs> loads of little
1: moments, of yeah. course, sets falling down. Yeah. There was a wonderful <laughs> one I was in No Sex, Please, we're British in the West End with David Jason, and they said to us before the show, Oh, we've done up the set. Oh, yeah, lovely. Mm. Do you want to have a look? No, I'm sure it's the same, isn't it? Yes, yes, because obviously it's lots of doors. Well, every door I opened in a fast, reliant on door, the, han- the handle came off, <laughs> the door handle. And I couldn't open the door. So I'm then whispering to the person behind it, push the door. What? The audience were in stitches. It overran by 20 minutes because of the laughter.
0: So next question, centre stage. What's been the moment in your career that you feel defines you as an artist?
1: Um, I would say one or two of the eight borns. There was one particularly called... called called If I Were You that was such an extraordinary part to play it was about a couple and just before the interval they change characters but he becomes her and she becomes him but only on the inside so for the first half I played this downtrodden woman and then the second part I played a man but still in this woman's body which of course was the worst thing that could happen to him I mean she in his body loved it because it was a marvellous bit of power, but but a man in this woman's body being a woman staying at home is the worst thing that could possibly ever happen to this particular man, and it was hilarious, but it was also very touching and also an extraordinary insight into what people are, if I were you, if you could only see people from the inside like that, so men could see what, know exactly what women are like and, and vice versa, and it was an extraordinary, extraordinary play, and one that where I got completely lost in the character which was extraordinary every night it was a joy to do
0: and that sounds really challenging as well i mean sort of how you express that change between sort of the, the you
1: two just well, it, it. it's from the inside i do everything from the inside so it's just you just have to become that other person and it was fantastic fantastic very rewarding
0: stagehand what piece of advice would you give somebody wanting to pursue a career like yours
1: as a stagehand
0: that's the, <laughs> not as a, a we' we're, we're
1: Lots of marvellous stagehands. <laughs> in fact, a girlfriend of mine, we were on tour in, uh, uh, I shall have to think what we were on tour, uh, Canada, and we were in Scotland, and we were in the middle of nowhere in Glen Glenafric having tea, and this man came out, and she she, she was very, she played Proserpine, and he said, oh, hello, who are you? And we said, oh, we're, we're, oh theatre, what are you? Stagehands. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, no. We're actresses, actually. (laughs) Anyway, so since then, we've always been known as the stagehands. So uh, anyone wanting to go in this business, you've got to really want to do it because it's very unlikely you'll make any money, particularly these days. All the young people I work with have two jobs. They're always doing something. And somebody said the other day, well, what job do you do? And I went, "Uh, actress. And they said, no, 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 when you're not acting. I said, "Um, well, you didn't have that in my day. Because, of course, there were reps everywhere. So if you weren't doing a telly, you could then go and do a play and rep or season or so it wasn't the same you could always then learn your craft that's the and also the way to do it is to do it as much as you can and i think if you're young join a young people's group for example i'm a patron of a group in soham uh, called viva and it's a community group for when it started off being 8 to 18 and now it's 8 to 82 and and the young people in there are so fantastic. And of course, they learn how to perform and, they become, and it's marvellous for their confidence, even if they don't want to go in the profession. So I, I'd advise them all to, if they really want to do it, then start doing it. Go and join a local group of some kind. Go and see as much as you can. And, uh, but I say, you've really, really got to do it. It's got to be a vocation. It can't be, oh, I think I'll just be an actor, you know, then I'll be famous and rich. No, you won't. You might, but very few are.
0: Got to live and breathe it. Yeah. So the final question, the next stage, what does the future hold for Lisa Goddard?
1: Well, I'm terribly old now, so I really don't know. So I'm doing this play, um woman of no importance and then doing pantomime in cambridge with the marvelous matt crosby and wayne sleep playing ugly sisters i'm being fairy godmother cinderella
0: digital fans obviously know him well
1: yes he's divine uh, he was in last year's at cambridge and we had such fun with he is such fun to work with we literally cry with laughter all the time so um it's very thrilling to think of him playing ugly sister he's never done it before except at the royal opera house where he did it in the ballet so i think it's going to be a riot this christmas then after that i just as through the whole of my life, I just wait and see what comes along then.
0: Fantastic. So that's the end of those questions. How did you find them?
1: Fine. Lovely. Brilliant. <laughs> Obviously, the stagehand threw me a bit. <laughs> well, do you want to be a stagehand? Well, I don't know what you do. I want to be a stagehand. But...
0: <laughs> I'll look into the phrasing of that. OK, thank you very much. Pleasure. So just before you go, if people potentially wanted to come and see you in a woman of no importance, you know, what would you say to them?
1: I'd say come along. If, if you've seen Oscar well before, then you'll know what he's like. But if you just want an evening where there's wit and beautiful clothes, and I don't know yet, I haven't seen it, probably a beautiful set, uh, and an evening of enjoyment, particularly in these hard times. You have two hours and just to relax and go into this other glorious world.
0: A Woman of No Importance runs from Monday the 4th to Saturday the 9th of November. A unique coming-of-age tale... The Lovely Bones, is on its way to Norwich Theatre Royal. The story of Susie Salmon explores the world of life after loss and will feature a cast of 13 versatile performers. We caught up with its producer Lee Dean to find out why this uplifting story is important to him, his fascination with the life of Judy Garland and the range of exciting stage projects that he's involved with.
2: My journey with this um, production started in the autumn of last year when I was invited by um, the artistic director, Roxana Silbert, to see it at Birmingham Rep because it had had such an impact there. Mm. So I got on the train to Birmingham and I got out at the other end and I was walking to the... Yes, from the station, in the tipping rain, and thinking, what am i doing because i cannot I cannot um see how they can portray this wonderful novel that I had read some years before on stage, and I arrived very wet, got my ticket, and took my seat and What struck me going into the auditorium was the amount of young people that were watching it, and probably a level age. It was absolutely packed matinee and it started and I was just taken on an incredible journey with this play visually, orally and the time went so quickly and I came out sort of elated by it and said to Stuart Rogers, the executive director, more people have to see this Mm. and so we decided that we would um, co-produce it and take it on tour, which is how it how it comes
3: to go to Norwich. And as you touched on there, I mean the the book is on the face of it is really really difficult to stage. So tell us a little bit about how they've managed to to bring it to life as a, as a stage play. Well, Melly Still is
2: a wonderful director, it, it, and she. Just recently, um, did a wonderful Rosalka at Glyndebourne on the mm. opera, and oh, yes, yes. she's very, very visual. She has a particular way of working with actors. So there are 13 actors in the in the stage version of The Lovely Bones, some of whom play multiple parts, and the, she's very uh, involved in the design. So the design is not really like a set design, it's more of an installation. Right, right. So, um, it's very visual uh, in a way that the curious incident of the dog in the night time was it, it's very particular and and it's her vision and her staging of it with props and puppets and all sorts of things that, that really make it the, the fabulous production that it is.
3: Yeah, sort of looking at sort of mirrors. that you seem to be used quite cleverly as well. It, it looks absolutely amazing from the photos I've seen.
2: Yeah, the so, mirror is um, for touring. It, it, it was impossible to oh, do okay, this well originally, that. so right. um, our production manager sourced a, a mirror product in Holland that is. Created in one piece, it's sort of indes- indestructible. It's created in one piece, so we we built a a frame that goes together in pieces, and then this this mirror is rolled out in one piece on it, and and should look much better than it did in the mm-hmm. original Fantastic. in Birmingham. And the mirror plays a, a a a big part in it because it it moves at different angles. You can also light through it, so you see through it beyond to to, to other scenes, mm. uh, and um, it, it, it's. Uh, I've it, never seen it used in that way before, so it was quite exciting.
3: You touched on this earlier that um, I mean, it is a very emotional piece, but it's very uplifting too. There's a sort of tendency when you you read the blurb to think this is going to be too much for me to watch, but there's a real kind of positive message in it as well. Well, it, the book. Uh, it is positive It it's
2: a, it's a, you know a horrible crime a, a teenager a young teenager is is murdered and from wherever she goes she tries to reach her family to uh, somehow uh control how they discover the murder and so on and and it's really a, a coming of age situation where it's dealing with loss, and so we we've all had losses and bereavements in our lives, and this deals with it in a particularly um, visual and uh interesting way that that helps you deal with things like that, and you 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 come out feeling
3: uplifted by it, yeah, yeah. And and a wonderful cast as well, which is, we ought to mention, who are going to bring it to life too.
2: Yes, yes. uh, uh, There are uh, some new people in it from the original, and uh, they've all been very carefully auditioned by Mellie. And although there are recognisable actors in it, she was very particular that it was the piece that was promoted rather than the people in it. So um, there will be actors in it that the audiences will recognise, but um, many wanted it to be the lovely bones and not so-and-so in the lovely yes, bones. Absolutely.
3: absolutely. And you've got a massively busy autumn as well. We ought to talk about uh, Judy, which is also keeping you very, very busy. Tell us a bit about the, that film as well. Well, in... Uh,
2: 2010, I produced a play in the West End called The End of the Rainbow by Peter Quilter, which, um, when it closed in the West End, toured to Theatre or Norwich in September 2011. And uh, it's focused on a particular period in, in Judy Garland's life, which was the last two months of her life, when she was broke and struggling to keep her children, and she was offered a lot of money to come to London to appear for five weeks at the Talk of the Town, which was then a dinner theatre in the Hippodrome, which is now a casino in Leicester Square, and it was a sold-out season, and she was not in a wonderful place and didn't always get on to perform, and sometimes the audiences were quite hostile, and sometimes she was able to draw on her immense talent and pull it out of the bag and was, when she was on form, she was phenomenal. And a couple of months later, at the age of 47, she died in London at number 11 Cadogan Lane and uh, of, a, of an accidental drug overdose. And quite a, a tragic end to somebody who had an incredible career and was probably one of the best entertainers ever. And so we had a lot of interest in making it into a film when we took it to Broadway, and uh, Tracy Bennett, who played in it originally on stage, gave an incredible performance and was nominated for a Tony Award. And so um, we have been for eight years trying to develop it into a film, and so I handed it to David Livingstone, who... Had produced the film Pride, and we worked with him. Uh-huh. And about eighteen months ago, Renee Zellweger said that she would play it, um, who people will know from yeah, Bridget right. Jones. And she, and within two weeks, it was all done and dusted and set up. So it was filmed last summer, all filmed in the UK and uh, its release is going to the Toronto Film Festival in September it will have its US release on the 27th of September and opens in the UK on the 4th of October oh, fantastic. so we will see yes. it's very much based on the play the screenplay was written by Tom Edge who uh, wrote the film My Week with Marilyn and it's Opened out much more than you could ever do on stage with yeah, the play, yeah. and uh, goes back to her MGM days. And it's uh, it's well, uh, it's uh, I think it's an uh, interesting story. I think stories are really important, whether they're film or on stage. But um, fingers crossed. Yes, absolutely, absolutely.
3: So with Judy and the lovely bones, sort of taking centre stage in your professional life. Have you got other projects? going on at the moment as well and on top of all of that? Uh, we uh, tried
2: out... A re- I did a production of Blythe Spirit with Angela Lansman oh, at yeah. West End yes. five years ago, which was a, an incredible event. And so I decided to revive it this year with the Theatre Royal Bath and Jennifer Saunders played the, the wonderful character, Madame Arcati. And so we are going to be Touring it for a few weeks next spring. Oh, and I, I think following the 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 experience I've had with the lovely bones, I'm um, um, working with Birmingham on hopefully doing a tour of a thousand splendid suns yeah. by Cala Tassini, who wrote the kite runner. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: And so that that'll be that'll be the
3: second project Most for next project. year. Goodness. So busy, busy for for you, as always, as always. So to finally round everything up and and to move back in a a certain cycle back to The Lovely Bones, if people are listening to this podcast and they're still wavering a little bit about whether or not to come and see it, what would be your message to them? I think if you enjoy
2: plays and you enjoy a good story, uh, this is very different to a lot of plays that tour because it's quite epic. It has a big cast. The staging of it is quite... Unique and interesting, and um, and I think that it deals with a, a wonderful subject in a in a really interesting and exciting way. And I think you will be um, captured by it for an hour or so and um, come out feeling elated. Hopefully,
0: the lovely bones runs from Monday the seventh to Saturday the 12th of October. And finally, the epic and warm-hearted family saga, Come Dance With Me, is coming to Norwich Playhouse. It tells the story of two battling sisters, Lillian, who wants to be a professional dancer, and Joy, who has ambitions of owning a string of shops. This darkly funny play tackles a host of themes, including disability, loss, and the difficulty of being a young carer. It also boasts a strong team on and off stage, with performers drawn from Matthew Bourne's New Adventures Company and a choreographer from Strictly. Director Graham Howes and co-author Karen Lynn explain more about what's in store.
4: I think it all came about because my mum would tell me all these wonderful stories about her dad who she lost quite young and and it, it, it just got me so fascinated they were young carers to my nana who was a wheelchair user from age 38 and I thought this has got to be written about this is quite special and so in the play my mum wants to be Lily and the young daughter wants to be a ballroom dancer Joy the eldest daughter wants to own a string of shops and they argue all the time because Joy thinks all you ever win at the ballroom Uh, competitions, is a vase, so what's the point? (laughs) So, you know, you want a bit more in life. Uh, Earn good money, rather than living your dreams all the time, which Lillian does.
5: It also tells a little bit of the story of Peggy Spencer, uh, who latterly lived in King's Lynn, uh, and she was president of the ISTD. Um, She also uh, put together the formula for Burn the Floor, which is very popular now, and in the early days of Come Dancing, which uh, eventually became Strictly. Um, she was very much instrumental in that and, and had the Peggy Spencer formation team and, and she choreographed the Beatles in Magical Mystery Tour and a uh, phenomenal and, and quite scary lady. Um, but she told us a lot about what it was like trying to be a professional dancer in, in the Second World War and uh, so we incorporated that into the story and, and by a wonderful coincidence, Richard Marcel was trained by her.
4: And Richard has worked with everybody. Kylie Minogue, Madonna, done the Royal Variety. He's done everything, hasn't he? Absolutely. So it's really exciting to
3: have him on board. Yeah. And as well as the sort of the story, because it's the play and else, there's some really yeah. kind of interesting themes as well. Tell me a little bit more about that. There
4: are. I was just thinking of how much I don't want to give away because yes. there's <laughs> so much drama in there. And I think if I say something, oh, you have to come and see it. But it, it, it's also we talk about who gets what they want. Not everybody gets what they want. And Lillian is to say he has these dreams to become a dancer. Joy wants a bakery. Harry, the grandfather, wants a bike shop, and Nana wants her own dance school. But not everybody gets there.
3: And what's it like for you? Because it's based partly on your experiences it watching is. the piece and creating the piece and nurturing the piece. It's surreal
4: it? the casting because I'm casting from my dad and my mum and my auntie and my grand. It's so strange, but it's so wonderful. I can, you know, you feel them there with you. It's fantastic.
3: And it's a great play, but dance plays a big
5: part in it, which you've touched on. Huge. But tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, uh, well, it's, it's complicated to describe, but easy once you see it, because it's, uh, it, it's very much a family trying to survive in very difficult times. They're, they're a working class family, uh, and times are tough. Uh, they've just come out of a recession. Second World War is around the corner, and uh, somehow they have to survive and, and go forward. Uh, And as Karen has said, um, Lillian wants to become a bit like a mum, uh, but she wants to become a professional dancer. So the way to do that is through ballroom. So we we have the world of the the real world, which is quite tough. We have the world of ballroom, which is also quite tough, but uh, is a bit more fun. And everybody likes to go out social dancing at that time. You know, that was the way you socialized. And uh, then the third world is the kind of fantasy world of where people have their own aspirations and dreams and and we see that ha- actually staged so uh, at one point we see um jim and lillian uh at the top of act two rehearsing for um bo- a ballroom competition but actually what we actually see is a full-on sort of fred and ginger type routine with Amazing Hollywood set behind them, uh, which is all projection by the wonderful Will Simpson, who did Kite Runner in the West End. And uh, then it suddenly dissolves, and, and and there's Mum sitting there going, "Oh no, rubbish! You know, you've got to get your feet in the floor. Those those are not pork chops on the end of your arms. You know, sort yourselves out. You're, you're never going to win a ballroom competition that way." <laughs> uh, so they're brought down to earth with a with a great bump, and 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 we play with all those sort of um, three worlds which is sort of color coded um, in, in the lighting. Uh, and uh, so whoever likes drama can come along and, and, and they see a satisfying play, which uh, has a lot of laughter in it, as, as well as uh, some sad bits, um, which is based on the reality of the story. Uh, but on the other hand, if, if you love Strictly and ballroom and that kind of thing, you, you're gonna be completely blown away by the dance talent we've got.
4: We have a wonderful cast as well. Let's talk well, about very it nice. Oh!
5: <laughs> yes, uh, Steph Elstob came on first. Uh, we There's been various sort of tryouts of this, uh, workshops and what have you. And, and she came along to read for Lillian at, at one point, uh, just to sort of help out. And, and we went, oh, my goodness, that's perfect. Lillian. Perfect. perfect. Absolutely perfect. She's from the area of Darnington, um, uh, although she's actually South Shields. but. Uh, it's, it's the right kind of She's uh, worked for
4: New Adventures in motion pictures, and Sam's the leading man in all yes. of them. He's I created Edward Scissorhands. Wow. Yes. Our
3: audiences here will know Sam particularly.
5: Yes. Yeah, well, he's, he was in Wise Children. He's played all the leading parts in New Adventures, and he—he's playing my he's, dad. He's—he's he's, he's <laughs> married. He's married to Steph. So. Um, she said, "Oh, actually, my husband would be interested in in doing the show." And we went, "Really? They love uh, the play, wow. don't
4: they?" Yeah.
5: And uh, and so he sent us a very humble sort of email saying, "Would would you consider me?" And we, we you bet. <laughs> uh, and there's there's uh, an, another Tim Hodges. Um, Tim Hodges is also works in New Adventures as well. He was he's in I think about three of their productions.
4: But it's an eight-hander altogether.
5: Yeah, and uh, uh, they're all very experienced and very good dancer actors um and i'm playing the, my own nana it. <laughs> and it, it is a tough cast because you need people who, yeah. who who can dance like fred Astaire and ginger rogers on the one hand and yeah. uh, and and and, yeah. and, and being yeah. brilliant actors who can handle humor tragedy
4: uh everything's in this show isn't it
5: yeah it's a real epic ride uh we we see we see these kids grow up and uh, and become young adults um, and we see where they get to and um 1938 to 1951 yeah and as we say not everybody gets what they want you know
3: and we talked briefly about richard marcel earlier but Uh, i mean to have someone like richard on board must be fantastic he's
4: such a nice man he's in the guinness book of records isn't he
5: he is Uh, guinness book of world records is master of most styles in the world um so when we did the workshop he said every single step is is authentic Mm. to the period uh, although we break a few rules in a in a couple of dances in in the show uh which is quite bold uh and uh we can't
4: it, talk about it can no, we no <laughs> no he
5: he, he, he is he is an amazing guy he is. Uh, and a phenomenal talent he's he's been used to being parachuted into strictly and uh You know, this needs fixing. That needs fixing. The pros run out of ideas, and uh, I'm giving away trade secrets here, but he would he would go in and sort of fix that.
4: He's done royal commands. He's worked with Olivia Coleman in films, hasn't he? Yeah, he did *Cuban Fury*. He choreographed Madonna
5: Madonna in Novita. You know, this goes
4: on. He's fantastic. But
5: uh, he was also, people might be familiar from Strictly It Takes Two because he was one of the judges of the pro challenge on that. Um, and uh, Craig was used to tease him and say, uh, Mr. Richard Marcel, choreographer to the stars, darling. <laughs> At the casting,
4: he did a 90 minute workshop, didn't he? And the dancers thought, oh, this will be great. This will be really fun. And then had that look of, oh.
5: Share terror oh, on their oh, faces. <laughs> <laughs> 90 minutes of full on choreography. we're sitting there like? going,
4: lovely. <laughs>
5: yep. This. This is what it's going to be like, yeah. Because um, we, as I say, we need a really high level of of, of uh, dancing, mm. uh, and we weren't really prepared to compromise on that. And we've got an absolutely cracking cast. We're we're really pleased with them, and uh, and they've been so supportive. I mean, uh, all the other auditions and things we've had along the way, they, uh, a lot of them have turned up um, just to help us out and support us. Yeah, I mean, we the, 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 the we show can...
3: is suitable for all ages. Isn't it?
5: Absolutely,
4: yes. eleven upwards. It's literally for everyone. The whole family can come, and they will have laughter, won't they, Grim? It's very funny.
5: And the most extraordinary thing about your family, Karen, is that <laughs> the, some of the more outlandish <laughs> stories in it, that people go, no, that didn't happen. You made that up. And we go, no, I'm afraid that did happen. I know! <laughs> 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 uh,
3: and I, find I just want to ask a little bit about the company, because you're, uh, I was reading bit about you. You're very much about telling real stories. We
4: are.
5: We, we, are. Are. Oh, we yeah. are. Yeah, we... we like to have people who, uh, I'm. I'm a sort of, um, i go back away, so uh, I can remember shared experience <laughs> in their first show. In 1840. And, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And hanging out with them, and, and, and for them, uh, in those days, it was all about the storytelling. Uh, uh, in the beginning, there was literally no set, it was just them in a the space telling a, a story and changing the way they told the story every night. Um, so we like we've, new writing, don't we? Yeah, we've, we've yeah. taken some of that ethos uh, of, of having a a, a company who are who brave uh, and prepared to, to get out there and, and tell the story. So a minimum of props. Uh, those wonderful projections by Will Simpson, which uh, uh, we, we have a bit of fun with because when uh, somebody walks off, they, they literally take the set with them and, and the next person walks on and the next set sort of glides into place like behind them, like yeah. an old movie, like a wipe.
4: Yeah.
5: Um, so that, there's interesting stuff like that. And, and uh, oh no, I mustn't give too much away. <laughs> <Yeah. but laughs> so there there, there, there's, there is there is There are some amazing uh, effects as well uh, at, uh, at some points, um, which really sort of um, push the story home.
3: And of course, you're based here in East Anglia as well. We so are. Home, home grown,
4: we are, because Graham's a local.
5: Yeah, I'm from Norfolk originally. Tell,
3: tell us briefly about your <laughs> Norfolk links, then, because people um, would like to hear that. Yeah.
5: Well, uh, both of us worked with Stephen Fry on, on Kingdom, uh, uh, but I met Stephen before that, and, and so we were having a bit of a laugh about him. But your family saying, are from here, aren't they? Yeah. And uh, we come from Booten both of us. So I know his family very well, but I never met him. And uh, he said, uh, so he said, what's a boot boy doing here? And I said, earn the food, Bob, like you, but uh, <laughs> not, not quite as many, I suspect. But you're expect.
4: from farming, aren't
5: you? I am. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the family farmer's over in, uh, near Reefham. Um, we love Norfolk. Uh, and actually, I was part of the first Norwich Playhouse company as well. I was, I was in Blood Libel, which I believe people still talk about, nice. uh, and last Yankee and Romeo and Juliet in that first season.
0: So a bit of a, everything coming around, it coming around is, the full it's, circle. It's, it's, nice, it's going to be
5: nice to go back to the Playhouse. i mm. right at home. Mm.
0: Come Dance with Me at Norwich Playhouse arrives on Saturday, the 28th of September. That's the end of our show this month. Thanks to Lisa Goddard, Lee Dean, Graham Howes, and Karen Lynn. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Acast, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Let us know what you liked and what you want to hear in future episodes. Thank you very much for listening to Interval, the Norwich Theatre Royal podcast.